Welcome back to the Unlocked Potential podcast. On this week's episode, we have Paul Merriman from Ask Paul, and he speaks to us about how to take control over our own finances. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for coming on, Paul. No problem whatsoever. Thanks for having me. Um, so how, so the reason why I have you on the podcast is basically just to explain to everyone, most of my listeners are people my age, maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, who are thinking, how do I get a house? Yeah. How do I start saving for a pension? So how, how did you, what, so what is it exactly that you do and how, you, how did you get into it? Okay, so I am what's called a certified financial planner. I have a financial planner practice. Uh, most people probably know it if they've seen me before as Ask Paul. Um, I started, uh, I didn't go to college. I uh, did a pretty crap leaving cert. Uh, I decided to uh, try college for a week. Couldn't get by rag week and ended up working. What were you uh, studying? I think I picked electronic engineering. I don't know what I picked, but I remember getting electronic engineering in Tala um, and I lasted a week. Couldn't get by Rag Week, to be honest with you. I ended up in lecture seven days later. I hadn't got a clue what was going on. Um, What's Rag Week? Rag Week is where you have this basically a piss up for the first oh, week of college. Oh, that, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? I, don't, I don't think it's, is it called that? I I, not, yeah. You're making me feel really old now, Tim. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> I, I never even had one of them. I uh, went to a PLC. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I couldn't get by Rag Week and yeah. I ended up working in an insurance company and then I transferred across to Irish Life after a few different jobs as a financial planner or financial advisor, trained as a financial advisor. Stayed for a few years, five or six years, I think. And uh, yeah, I eventually um, bought a company called Pax Asset Management. Um, as myself, another guy, Connor Bourne, started with me. And uh, that was 12 odd years ago. And then last year, we sold the business to a UK firm and we have 66 staff. Uh, and yeah, it kind of blew up over the last five to six years because of social media we went out with the Ask Paul brand to try and make financial planning a bit more jargon free so talking about buying houses how to set pension plans up savings emergency funds income protection so uh, we specialise in helping people understand personal finance and maybe making sure they have a financial plan in place Um, and that's what we do we love it Um, quite good and we enjoy it yeah, um, that's all. That's the first where I heard you was TikTok. Oh yeah, talking about mortgages. Yeah, yeah. So the more look, in fairness, TikTok's great. Our social media is great at the moment in relation to what we try and do is make it jargon free and help people understand. We've almost ten thousand clients, um, and like I said, we've been in business quite some time now. But we use social media to break down financial planning and break down complex issues. Uh, so yeah. I suppose it won't be, take us long to get into mortgages and how you get a mortgage and what you yeah. should be doing no matter what your age is. Uh, people do find it overwhelming. They're not maybe... You, a lot of people don't understand it. Like they, how do you even no, go about it? Or? But the biggest thing they don't understand is that when you buy a house, you're not actually buying the house, you're buying the mortgage. Uh, so you yeah, actually and you're paying buy that until 30 years yeah. yeah in most cases people will be paying their mortgage up to 65, 70 um, and then when they pay it off that's when they get the house like that's when you get yeah. the deeds to the house transferred to your name but the mortgage company owns that house until you pay them back basically uh, with the deeds so it's really important a mortgage is the most important financial product you're going to have or the biggest financial product you're going to have ever um, and yeah you're going to pay an absolute bucket of interest to banks so you need to make yeah. sure you understand them and understand what you're doing but you know you mentioned people your age Demi most people would just be delighted to get in the property ladder these days so they don't care nearly what the yeah, interest is that's or, anyone them, like half of my boyfriend's friends are not even in the country anymore yeah they've, like, they've gone yeah because yeah, you just you're like 
Yeah. You look, like you're actually just thinking, am I even going to ever own a house in this country? Yeah, like? yeah. It, it, look, I will say that I do believe home ownership is possible for everybody um, and anybody that's working. I know house prices are, have got out of control over the last number of years for a lot of people. Do you think they'll ever go down? No, I don't, to be do honest you? with you. Yeah, that's no, what no, I was saying. No. I was like, the population's only getting bigger. It is. And as well as and that, we're not building more. enough houses. Yeah. You know? So there's more, like you're thinking about the people that... It's all apartments. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everywhere. Yeah, And everything's for rent as well these days. There's a lot of those apartments are being bought up by private equity firms and different people that are going to put them on rent forever rather than sell them um, so it's really important though that you have a plan so it doesn't make a difference whether you're thinking of buying next year next week next year two years time three years time whatever you need to sit down with somebody and plan what's what you need to do to get you there where I think so yeah. many people are paralyzed thinking I'm never going to get a house you just end up renting forever and you never actually put a yeah, plan in place yeah you don't bother yeah you don't bother even. well you're better off having a chat with somebody and saying look this is my situation now even if you have a bad debt even if you have no income or one of you has been just made unemployed or redundant whatever it is it's important you sit down with somebody and say right this is our financial situation this is where we'd like to be That's what eventually. I was saying to my boyfriend. I was like, I'd love to go in and just sit down and be like, right, exactly. Yeah. So we can kind of get this moving sooner. 100%. That's just actually to talking to someone. Yeah. What, like, obviously, because you need to show like your accounts and they need to look yeah. to it here. Yeah. So it's all about planning. Um, and that's what financial planning is all about. And there's obviously products from being a financial planner would recommend products to people. So if you came in tomorrow with your boyfriend, we'd probably recommend a mortgage. A mortgage is a financial yeah. product. An investment account is a financial product. A pension is a financial product. And we all, a bank account is a financial product and a credit card. Mm. We all use financial products uh, on a daily basis, but it's it's about trying to find out when you need to use certain financial products for you. Um, so a financial plan is about taking a snapshot of where you are today, where do you want to get to? For the majority of people probably listen today, you mentioned this already, it's probably going to be a mortgage. They probably want to get a yeah. mortgage sooner rather than later. And that's fine. And they need to double down on that. And they need to be really focusing on it. But it might be three years away, four years away. But, you know, I'll give you a story. We had a guy in the boardroom before um, and he broke down crying. I didn't realize it's a very simple thing about mortgages. When you're going for a mortgage, the bank wants to see what's called affordability to pay your mortgage. Let's say... Mm. You're going for mortgage tomorrow for a few hundred thousand euro and it's 1,500 quid a month over 30 years, okay? Uh, this guy was paying 1,800 quid rent himself, his partner and their two kids with in an apartment. Yeah, um, how are you meant to save when you're paying so, so much money on rent? So two things. He had already saved and he had a lump sum, but he thought he had to show the bank that he was saving for a year 1,500 quid a month on top of his rent and he wasn't. So when he came into the boardroom, I was like, what are you saving for? Because I have to show the bank I can, you're shown that through I the rent. I would have thought that as well. No, because the rent is you're shown them through the rent that you you're can able pay to pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he broke down crying. The, the guy was half broken because he was doing all this yeah. shift work in, in, in a company, uh, weekend work, and he was trying to pay his rent, save. And he already had, he had a bit of a, an accident, he had a claim and he had a lump sum enough to pay the deposit. He could have moved out probably six months previously and not had that stress. Now, I'm, yeah. we're, I'm not trying to dig us up for to give him the advice. But I think it's just so important that people go to someone who knows just go what to they're somebody doing. what they're doing. And and the worst place you can go, in my opinion, is a bank as well. By the way, not to slaughter the banks altogether. If anyone does follow me, and now I do that already quite a lot. <laughs> but you, you want somebody that knows all. Like some banks won't touch certain clients. You know, um, you know. So you had bad credit rating. You need to be five years from the pillar banks, Bank of Ireland, AAB, Permittees B, before it look at you. There's another couple of lending shows that will look after you after two years. So if you go in the Bank of Ireland and you have bad credit rating yeah. and you have bad credit rating from a year old, the guy or the girl behind the counter is going to say, "Come back to us in four years." If you came to me, I'm going to say, "If we can do something for you in two years," it's a big yeah. difference. Three yeah, years paying yeah. rent versus own your own house. So 
that's what financial plans about is about trying to find someone you trust someone that knows what they're doing someone that's qualified uh, someone that can show you what they're doing as well we always show clients what we're doing with our money um, how we invest it uh, how we do our pension plans so we're quite open like that um, so what would be like bad credit like would you say like list out every single thing though because I have the time I'm like say someone makes a bet on Revolut no, that's not bad credit. That, that that's a that is a black mark usually against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like is that so. they're they're gonna look at that as gambling because for anyone done something might be like yeah. don't be doing that. <laughs> Good question. So bad credit is where you have run into difficulty repaying a financial institution. So right. let's say you had a credit card and you didn't Bill pay it back, uh, or let's say yeah, that could be on as well. But mainly speaking, you're looking at people that haven't paid back credit cards or missed loan repayments or have been in overdrafts, uh, or else they have loads of skip direct debits in their bank accounts. And that's not bad credit, but it's bad account management from the bank point of view. So sticking to bad credit, if you have bad credit, you'll typically see that you will have, sorry, you'll typically see you'll have a central credit register report and it will show that you didn't pay back AIB on a credit card back in yeah. 2012 or 2022 for three months. They won't give you a credit, don't give you a loan in that case. Because yeah, like, they, they're not going to pay that. Exactly. That's, and in, fair, yeah. in fairness to the banks, they're looking after themselves in that way as well. So And that's fine. So that's what bad credit is and you have bad credit rating. It takes five years to clear your credit rating with the central credit registrar. So let's say you had an issue back in 2022. What I see quite often is somebody goes to Australia, they have a credit card or a car loan or a personal loan, they don't pay it back. They let the direct debit skip. They think they're going to go to Australia forever. They're back in the country three years later and they try to get a loan and they can't because they never paid a credit back. Yeah. Classic example. Once you pay that off though, are you cleared straight no, away? No, no. It takes five years to come off your record. Right, okay. Yeah, and then some people mightn't even clear it. So when they come to me for the mortgage, I'm going to go, you should have done this last year or the year before. So the two years starts now with some of the institutions, but it takes five years to so come So once off. you pay that, it's the five years from then? Five years before it's gone off your credit rating. Um, now, some institutions will look at it after two years of fixing the problem. Um, but those, they te te technically have really high rates today and you wouldn't usually be recommending them. But uh, again, that's why planning is so important. Uh, you need to, technically speaking, have all these ducks in a row yeah. And why, why are the banks really looking forward just that you can consistently save for... 100%. The bank want, the, the main thing the bank needs is, so there's there's these um, central credit, sorry, central bank rules around mortgages that the banks can only lend X amount. Um, so if you're a first-time buyer, they typically will pay you four times um, or give you a mortgage up to four times your income. So if you're somebody yeah. or a couple that has 50,000 each, that's 100 grand combined income, the bank can give you 400 grand. That's rule one. The bank will want to see a 10% deposit as a first-time buyer. Mm -hmm. So if you look over a 400,000 euro and property. And then with the 10% deposit, then oh, you, hear, you hear mixed things like, oh, then you have to pay an extra 10 grand solicitor's fees. And you have yeah, you do. Yeah, well, there, there won't be 10 grand, but yeah, you will need on top of the deposit, you will have to have mm -hmm. stamp duty is another one. Uh, and then you're going to have your solicitor's fees. And you also want to be able to kid the house out because most first-time yeah, buyers yeah. are probably going to go uh, sell bills or new bills as in brand new properties. So they need to kit those houses out and they're not coming with much. Yeah. So you will need a few extra thousand. But I think the main basis of that is that if you're buying a house for 400,000 euro, you need to have a 10% deposit, which is 40 grand. Now, you either have saved that, received it from the bank and mom and dad, if you're lucky enough, uh, or you can use the revenue scheme, like the help the boy scheme. So if you're going for a new build, you can get up is to 10%. The, is that the same thing as the affordable housing? No. That's so that's another one. No. So I'm going to go through all these schemes, yeah. which is well. Yeah. So the first one is to help the boy. To help the boy is where the revenue will help first time buyers uh, get a deposit together up to 10% of the value of the house to a maximum of 30,000 euro. So. Mm. 
let's look at an example. Let's say you and your boyfriend are going for a new build in Dublin um, and the new build is worth 300,000 euro. You go on to revenue.ie forward slash help to buy um, and then you're going to register it there and they're going to tell you how much income tax you've paid over the last four years as a couple and they're going to refund you that income tax. So it's cool. Oh my God, no way. Yeah, so it's really cool. Exactly. So they'll say um, to the two of you guys, right, you've paid 30 grand of income tax and it's capped at 30 grand. Now, you've only paid 20 grand or 23 grand of income tax, they'll give you the 23 grand back. Now, you have to have 10%, it goes on 10% of the value of the property. So if you were buying a house for 300,000 euro and you have 30 grand worth of tax back, you will get the full 10% deposit. If you're buying a house for 200,000 euro, you wouldn't find them for 200,000 euro, but if you did, mm. you'd only have 10% is 20 grand. You'd only get a bungalow now for about 300,000 Yeah, you, <laughs> you wouldn't be getting much in fairness, which is part of the problem for first-time buyers. Um, yeah. And then if you're buying a house for 400,000 euro, they'll cap it at 30 grand. So you will need to find that 10 grand from somewhere else. Yeah. So if you're buying a 400,000 house, the bank will want to see 10%, 40 grand, the revenue will potentially give you up to 30 and you need to save your own 10 yourself then. Uh, and that's how that works uh, from a kind of deposit, right? Now, next, the bank want to see that you can afford to repay that money. So what they look for is at least six months either savings or six months rent. So For self-employed, they look at a years, don't they? No, so for self-employed, they need you to be self-employed for two years. Uh, and yeah. so you need to be self-employed for two years and have two years set of accounts. did they not look at... How many years of accounts? It's only ever six months. So, so no. Someone said we're self-employed. They look at your whole year. Never mind the six months. No. So the bank will typically only ever look at. Do you want to see six months that you can afford a mortgage? So if you're looking at that, say you're going for a mortgage of three hundred thousand euro and the repayment is sixteen hundred quid a month. If you've been renting for sixteen hundred quid a month plus, you're fine because you say, no, there's my rent schedule. I've paid my rent for the last six months. I used to say of. that years ago because I never even knew about that. I'm like, because my man, dad used to always rent. Right. And I'd be like, I'm like, they should look at that as there. Look, this this is proof I can pay back. 100%. The I didn't know they've never done but, that. But then they need a 10% deposit. Do they only start that or have they always ah, done they've that? always done that. Yeah, they've however, always done yeah, yeah. that. It's, it's, it's called the affordability test to make sure yeah. you can afford it. Now, if you're not renting, let's say you're living at home with your parents and you're not renting. Show that you're giving you, them rent. You need, no, you need to show you're saving. So you need to just right. have a savings account with 15, 1600 quid a month going in over the last six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, for anyone that's thinking of doing this, uh, Bank of Ireland, they're probably the best place to save for your deposit for people that are interested. So they have what's called and a mortgage. And they more- give you free money. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> oh it's, it, they have a, they're not far off it. They have a mortgage saver account. Uh, and if you save, I think it's over 5,000 euro over six months. And if you draw your loan down Bank of Ireland, they will give you two grand interest free. Oh, give it two grand. So it's really now you have to draw down your loan with Bank of Warrant. If you don't draw down with Bank of Warrant, you don't get the two grand, but you have the savings record. No. So it's a so you recommend to go with them. I usually for recommend for first time buyers to be saving in the Bank yeah. of Warrant mortgage saver. Yeah. Don't forget you only qualify if you draw down with Bank of Warrant. So if you come to someone like me, uh, we might be saying, look, Bank of Warrant of X rates, uh, Advent have another rate. Depending on when you actually go to yeah, go. yeah, yeah. So it might be you might say, well, there's no point in going to Bank of Warrant even if it is two grand. It's going to cost you too much on the interest rate. We're going to go to Permitees B maybe. And if that's the case, you won't get the two grand, but you have the savings record. Yeah. Does that make sense? You what the same way, so I only, um, I only learned that the other day that like your rate for your uh, mortgage can always go up. Well, it can go up and down, but generally speaking, yeah. it's going up now massively. Yeah, yeah that's so, why I only learned that the other day. So the last couple of months has just been going 100%. up the price at the yeah. moment. So there's a few different things to talk about here. Um, again, I'm probably guessing the most of the demographic uh, of your audience are probably going to be first-time buyers. But yeah. you might find some of them might have what's called a tracker mortgage. So they might have had a mortgage before 2007. Um, and typically speaking, they would have a tracker. And that tracker basically follows the European Central Bank rate. 
And that's mm-hmm. been zero for years. Uh, and they would have an Irish bank's margin on top of the zero percent. So how do people, some people get a fixed rate and some... It's just what you want. So yeah. So, oh, so you get so, the pick so, before Yeah, you, you get the pick. Right, so when okay. you're, now when you're going to the banks, there's no trackers for new customers. You can't get a tracker in this country over 10 years. They stopped them, okay? So yeah. anyone that has a tracker would have a mortgage previous to 10 years ago, first of all. Nowadays, if you're going in for a mortgage tomorrow, you'd be going for a variable rate or a fixed rate, okay? Yeah. Fixed rates, you can have them fixed for one year, two years, seven years, 10 years, depending on the banks. So one company might fix you up for 25, 30 years to hold your mortgage, which is brilliant in my opinion. Bank of Ireland only go to 10 years. PDSB would only go to seven years. Now, they can go two and three and five as well, but the max they go to is seven and permanent. For a fixed rate. Yeah, exactly. So now, or you can get a variable rate. So what's, what's that now? So a variable rate means it can go up and down whenever the bank wants. Right. All right, where the fixed rate, if you get a fixed rate of 4%. And why would anyone, if you're getting to choose which one you want, why would you, anyone want to choose that one? I love that because that's so logical. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't. You most people wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly. So most people are going to go for fixed. Now, the problem we have is that a lot of people out there that may have a mortgage might have a fixed rate from two or three years ago, and it's really cheap. You might have a 2.5% fix for six years, oh, five yeah. years. When you come off that rate, that could be 5%. So your day rate could double. And that means your repayment could be going from like 1,200 quid to 1,800 quid. Oh, so if you picked fix, a fixed rate, it could go... F- when you come t- off it, yeah. So your fixed rate has a term, Demi. So it could be fixed for five years, say. Right. But your mortgage is for 30. The first five is guaranteed a 2.5 in that example I gave. Then yeah. when you come at the year, year five, and I say, yeah, with AIB, AIB be saying your fixed rate's up. The new fixed rate we're going to offer you is 5% or 6%. And your repayment could go from 1,200 quid to 1,600 quid or 1,800 quid, depending so yeah. that's something that a lot of people are sleepwalking into a bit of a nightmare that they don't know. And this is why I keep saying this. mad, like. It's mental. Like, it really yeah. is when you think about it. It should be like, do you know what I mean? Like as if you were, because you don't do that with loans. Like normal loans, do they? No, they don't. Typically speaking, a loan would be fixed, but it's over a short yeah. period of time, you see. Well, I suppose, uh, yeah, But there's yeah. a, just a lack of, you know, this is what we should be learning in school, uh, at colleges. Yeah, you know, I don't this remember is something, ever learning that like No, that. because you weren't taught it. Um, and and that's the reason why we started the Ask Paul brand all those years ago was because we were you know we'd find clients coming into us they'd be doing pensions investment advice and the usual good stuff I suppose for people um, but they wouldn't have been thinking about these things um, yeah. so we created a page on Snapchat and I think it was Facebook back in the day um, when we had two accounts and we were just given all this information so you go for fixed you go for variable um, and what a tracker mortgage is and all these different simple things for people um, yeah so that's how we've grown our audience and grown our client bank I suppose by educating people um, yeah. we enjoy it we like it we know we're adding buckets of value to people as well so uh, it's um, quite cool what, what do you think about the so the affordable housing that I was saying yeah so the way does that work then yeah so there's a few different government schemes let's get into the government scheme the main government scheme for first time buyers is to help the boy that's where the government will give you back up that 30 yeah. grand of tax for twice deposit yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's new for new bills and self bills then you have the local authority loan so the local authority loan is from the council that's for new bills and second hand property I think it's up to 70 odd thousand euro for a single applicant or 85 grand combined income for a couple so yeah. if you and your boyfriend for argument's sake were a combined income of 85 grand or less you could go to the local authority and they'll give you a loan like a mortgage for a new built second hand house or a self built which is really 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 good and the interest yeah. rates are below 3% for up to 30 years or 25 odd years 
it's a really good scheme. Yeah. It's probably the best government scheme. And you can use the help to buy for your deposit and you can also and use... And you can only get that if you're under... If so you're under combined income of 85 grand for yeah. a couple. I think it's 70 or 75 grand if you're single income, which is great because single people obviously find the hard thing on the yeah. ladder because they're on their own. Um, so yeah, that's a really, really, really good scheme. You have to apply to your local county council. Uh, and like I said, rates are fixed for the whole term of the mortgage, possibly up to 20 or 25 years. Um, so yeah, if you're earning under 85 grand, I'd be looking at that scheme before I go to a bank, to be honest with you. Because yeah. the interest rate is going to be cheaper. It's going to be fixed for longer. Yeah. Um, so it's a really good option. After that, then, the government recently brought out the first home scheme, and that's what's called the shared equity scheme, Demi. So what that is, is the government saying, again, say you and your boyfriend are going for a property, and let's say the bank qualify you for three fifty, dollars uh, but you want to buy a 400000 house. The government will give you that €50,000. So they come in with equity into the house with you. They give you the fifty grand, and you owe it back to them, but not until you die or you sell the house. Right. And they charge you a small little management fee on an annual so you don't basis. don't pay that back until then? No, and you pay a little bit of management fee on the way, which is pittance in my opinion. Uh, again, really, really, really good scheme. Uh, I'd recommend people look at that. Now, it's only open to first-time buyers uh, looking at new bills uh, at the moment, but it's a really good scheme. Yeah, so it's, it's, possible, it's like only a couple of months ago, I was like, I'm never going to own a house in this country. Exactly. <laughs> well, you don't know and, any and of this. There's like, so much negative yeah. press out there yeah. about houses because, look, I'm not anyway. Uh, I think did a thing with Daryl Bryan, the, Hel- Bryan, the House- housing minister, uh, recently. I'm not affiliated to, to any political party. I've done stuff with the Labour Party as well, as I'm trying to do webinars yeah. and explaining things from a financial planning point of view to people. So, you know, the government, you have to kind of ignore, I'm not trying to say ignore political things that are going on, but if you're a first-time buyer, you are where you are. Unfortunately, you're never going to change the system yeah. in the next year, two or ten. <laughs> Even if you go and you start running your own party, you're still yeah, going to be 20 people. years before you change. So yeah. it's important to, not saying not have an opinion, but it's important that you say, this is where the economy is. This is where house prices are. This is what my income is. What do I need to do to get a house and just go do that? And I'm sorry, yeah. people won't want to hear that, but there's no point in sitting in the bar stools and sitting in, you know, uh, with friends and colleagues and family members and bitching them on about where you are and not actually trying to get on their property ladder either. Um, nearly every generation has had difficulty trying to get a house or some, like my parents bought their first house and their pittance, a few grand. Yeah, but interest their rates, wages as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, so. and the interest rates were, you know, 18 odd percent. So they were horrendously expensive back then. So yeah. every generation has some issue. And like I said, I'm not trying to be pro-government or pro-Fianna Fáil Fianna Gael or anything like that. But I just think you have to look at the normal economic situation and find out, right, I want to buy a house. How do we do it? Yeah, and how yeah, long exactly. is it going to take? And go get the information yeah, than exactly. listening to yeah. hearing from what everyone else is or saying. Or else, the sort of I'm listening to recently is that there's going to be a property bust, you know, the way it was in 2007. I really don't think it's going to happen. I, I keep hearing there's going to be another, yeah. uh, like... Recession? Yeah, there will the be. There, possibly, there, there, there won't be another housing crisis. Just be careful here. So a recession can easily happen to a government or a, an economy, rather. Uh, and it doesn't have to be. We're so scared from 2007's fallout from a massive recession. You can have small little recessions along the way that won't really upset anybody, uh, or not everybody. But, you know, it's really important that people realise the demographics of this country, uh, we have very high employment, we have a very young workforce, and we don't have enough houses. So it's just a supply-demand yeah. issue. Now, I do think houses over 800,000 or a million are going to struggle. They're going to be very difficult to sell, and you're going to see discount prices in those houses. That's not a market crashing uh, because all those first-time buyers from, say, 250 up to maybe 500,000, they're going nowhere, I think, value-wise. They're going to stay quite robust. Yeah. Um, 
even though mortgage rates are increasing, there's still so many people looking for housing. There's not the supply there yet. So I'm probably going to say the next five years, you'd be still saying house prices will stay steady, if not increase by one or two percent. Yeah, I don't see them going down. Yeah, all. I don't. But again, the problem there is then is that people are saying they're going to go down. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, with the house are prices. Just waiting. Yeah, but the mortgage is going up. So this time next year is going to be more expensive to get a mortgage. So like the, the rates, yeah, like the rates is going to make a massive difference. Yeah, massive difference. Like if you change, if a mortgage goes from three percent to four percent on a three hundred grand mortgage, you could be looking at up to eighty thousand euro extra in interest over the oh term of God. the mortgage. Yeah, you don't look at it like from exactly. No, but, but again, someone saying that house price is four hundred grand that falls by ten percent. I'm getting a great deal. You're not getting a good deal if the rates gone up by one or one and a half percent. You're getting it's and costing why are they you going more. Up? You probably don't even so just because they want to go up. No, it's not that simple. <laughs> I wish because it'd be easier to explain. So. We are part of the European Union, you know, uh, yeah, Ireland, yeah. and we have a European Central Bank. So we have the Central Bank of Ireland that looks after yeah. kind of Irish issues, and then we have the European Central Bank. The European so we just follow them, do we? Oh, yeah. So the European Central Bank has different rates, and they set, set rates throughout the whole of Europe, okay? Yeah. And interest rates are really a tool to help curb inflation. So you've heard of inflation going up mm. massively over the last number of years. So the cost of living crisis, everything goes yeah, up. Yeah. The only way to bring inflation down is to suck money out of an economy, stop people spending. The way to do that is increase their mortgages. So believe it or not, they increase your mortgage to make you pay more to the bank Something you just stop spending more on the shops, you stop spending more online. That takes the heat out of the economy and inflation comes back down. You don't want to live in a high inflation zone. So we yeah. want to, the European Central Bank is trying to get inflation back to about two, two and a half percent. It's about six at the moment. Um, they would take them years to get there. Um, and when they do, if inflation settles at two, two and a half percent, your mortgage interest rate with the European Central Bank would probably be three, three and a half percent. And then bank margin is on top of that. So my guesstimate is you're going to see rates settle as in to consumers in Ireland at about five, five and a half percent. Last year they were two to three. Yeah, Massive so, uh, difference. That's mad. Millions of interest cost to consumers just yeah, over the last 12 that's months. That's so interesting. <laughs> it, it is. And yeah. that's what it's really, but I want to try and get across there for, 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 for listeners and viewers to this is that forget about the house price. It's the, yeah. you're not, okay, you're buying the house obviously, but you're buying the mortgage. You need the mortgage to buy the house. So, yeah. you know, this thing is sitting on the fence saying our house prices are going to come down. you have all that money sitting there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, unless you have a big bag of cash and thinking, right, I haven't time to play, I might see the market come down a few percent. I don't think you will, but even if you did and you have a mortgage, the fact that mortgages are going up around you is an absolute nightmare. It's a, such a silent killer, no one's talking about it enough. The biggest problem the first-time buyers that haven't bought yet is mortgage interest rates. Fuck house prices. It doesn't really make a difference, to be honest with you. Yeah. In your overall next 20, 30 years, if interest rates go up by 2%, you are going to cost yourself an absolute fortune in interest. That a 10% reduction in the house price would be pittance compared yeah. to what's going to cost you in interest rates. So the best time is now? Best time is now, in my opinion, yeah. If you can yeah. find the house. Yeah, <laughs> That's I another know. story. Kills everywhere, even yeah. like for you see it all over Facebook and all. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, uh, and then they're bidding now as well. You yeah. to, once you get a house or whatever, then you, people are bidding. Yeah, and then it, go, it goes up then as well. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. That's for second time property. So for first time buyers that are buying a new build, you see the houses prices oh, set you when don't, you go in. There's no, no bidding around. No, there's no bidding. Not for not for new houses. The, the builder would typically put just price in the market for four hundred k, and that's it. Um, but yeah, if you're going for second-hand property, um, say we're we're not far off swords here. So say for example, say you're buying a second-hand house in Swords there for 20 years. Uh, yeah, you go in, you can say, oh, house ask price is 350. You can say, I'll give you 350. I can go in and say, I'll give you 370. So say, I'll give you 390. That's where that outbidding comes into play. Yeah, yeah. It starts driving the value up. Um, so yeah, they're, 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 that's from a house point of view. Um, I really encourage people to 
try and buy sooner rather than later just because of interest rates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what about investing then? What do you think about investing? Where should you invest your money to? Um, so everybody should be investing if they can afford it. So there's a few rules before. You, so before you invest, you need to have three basic rules. So when you invest your money, you're trying to make your money grow for you. So you're trying to invest it and you're hoping that you gain interest and your money will grow in value. Before you do that, if you have any short-term debts, so if you have a credit union loan, a bank loan or a car loan, you're probably paying 6 to 8% on that money. So it actually makes more financial sense to use your extra cash to clear that loan quickly. Right, yeah. And yeah. then start investing. There's no point in trying to invest money with me to try and get you 4, 6 or 8% of a return if you know you're paying the credit union eight already. So right, if you overpay yeah. that loan with the credit, you get rid of that force, you're saving yourself 8%. Uh, and then once you clear that, you'd also want to have what's called an emergency fund in place, Demi. So an emergency fund is quite important. Uh, it keeps your financial plan in place or something go wrong, like the car breaking down or something yeah. going wrong in the house. So an emergency fund is usually a minimum of a thousand euro to maybe 10 grand. And where would you recommend? Credit union for an emergency that, fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's credit, I said, un yeah. Credit, credit union for an emergency fund is a quite good place. And then once that's sorted, then you can potentially look at investing your money. Uh, but to invest, you need to keep your money locked away in the investment account for a minimum of five years, we'd recommend. Yeah. Um, and that means if markets go up and down in value in the short term, it wouldn't really matter because you're not planning to access your money. And over five years, you're hoping you'll have a, a, a positive overall journey over the five years. And that's it. So we developed or started the Ask Paul Investment Club a number of years ago. I invest a couple of grand a month. I think it's two and a half thousand a month now I pay in. Um, and I pick a couple of funds in the Irish marketplace. We can get involved from 100 quid a month. Um, and we pick a fund in one of the life companies that's been around for 30 years, phenomenal track record. And that fund will invest in over 600 stocks from around the world. So the top 10 stocks would be like Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, yeah. etc. Is there a chance you losing all that as well? No, but that fund has been around for 30 years. So it's very unlikely you're going to lose all your money. But what it will do is increase and decrease in value, Demi. So if you put in, you know, say a thousand a month or a hundred quid, or whatever, just say it's 500 quid a month, it's six grand a year. This time next year, it might be worth 6,300 or 500 or it might be worth 5,800. Yeah. But the trick is you don't want to access in the first five years. So you're hoping that on average, you'll get about 6% per annum over that five-year period. It will go down, but the trick is when investments are down, there's not to need them. And that's why you have your emergency fund yeah. in place yeah. and then kind of short-term cash requirements. So get this from couples a lot and people that are buying, single people even that they're, you know, have uh, 50 grand in deposit and getting no interest on it and I'm buying a house next year. Well, you can't invest it because the market moves in a year. You might have less than you paid in. Yeah. But, you know, the market loses money. It goes up the following, whatever. It always increases and decreases in value in markets. So a trick when it comes to investing is not to need the money for the long term and then you need to decide that you want to only take the money out when it's worth more. Yeah. And once you do that, you should be fine. Um, and yeah, and so investing doesn't have to be that complicated. You just need to find someone you trust and going to copy what they're doing. That's what we try to do with the Aspol Investment Club. Yeah, and what do you think of Bitcoin and crypto? Yeah, I have a small Bitcoin holding, less than 1%. Yeah. Uh, my overall portfolio can have it there of interest. That thing of Bitcoin being Same those thing, massive. Same leave it there. Uh, yeah, well, my Bitcoin, you know, I'm going to say I'm going to leave it there for 10 years plus. I don't need access to it. If it falls to zero, I won't be really concerned about it. It's such yeah. an over small part. I knew it was a risk going into Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, you know, there's no such thing as get rich schemes. And in fairness, yeah. Bitcoin has made a lot of millionaires when it was zero and it went up to, you know, yeah, 30, I know 40 a grand. Few people that made yeah, loads of money but, from it. Yeah, but, you know, the problem for this is that that day is done. Like Bitcoin yeah, and not, everyone's still thinking, oh, that'll like, happen to Yeah, me. well, like Bitcoin's not going to go from 30,000 euro to 3 million or 30 million. Like it went yeah. from zero to 30,000 euro. Like that's, like you can't even quantify that growth. It's ridiculous in such a short yeah. period of time. In my opinion, that's not going to happen again. 
And uh, no, it will probably do, you know, be more volatile. It'll probably do well over the next few years. Um, but I don't think you're going to see the massive growth that was in it before. Um, and I think people need to be very, very careful. The problem with Bitcoin for me is that people still attach Bitcoin to get rich quick. Uh, yeah. And you see people advertising that on there's nonsense. people that do that for a living it's on Instagram. It's nonsense. And they advertise it like as in it's they give you like uh, crypto advice. And it's nonsense. Yeah. Absolute nonsense. Uh, if you got to, if you want to, so cryptocurrency is based on what's called blockchain. So blockchain is what the technology actually is. And that blockchain will be around forever. I think it's brilliant. I think what blockchain stands for is brilliant. But when the programmers put blockchain together, they never meant it to happen that cryptocurrency would act like a currency and go up and down in value so much or that everyone would jump on the bandwagon. So, you know, basically, let's just take my phone or whatever. Just say you have this phone today and I'm going, it's worth a grand. And you say you want to pay me two grand for it. That's great. Your mate wants to pay me three grand. Is the phone worth a grand or is it now worth three grand because your friend wants to pay three grand for it? And that's yeah. where you get into with the likes of cryptocurrency and stocks and shares and everything, to be fair. Uh, it's all subjective. But Bitcoin, like the phone, has a purpose. And blockchain, rather, has a purpose forever. So the way I really invested, it was to invest in blockchain through Bitcoin. And I think that would be there forever. I think it would do well for me over the period of time. But it's not there to make me a millionaire. It's not there to, uh, you know, have massive growth. It's there as a bit of a speculative play, high risk, less than 1% of my overall wealth. And uh, yeah, I don't need Bitcoin to make me a millionaire. So I don't really care what it does, to be fair, being able to be flippant. But be careful, you know, guys driving flash cars and telling you you made them on Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for a lot of people in the future. Definitely yeah. did in the past and it's been great for a lot of people and fair play to these guys that got involved in it. Um, but a lot of people that got into Bitcoin the last number of years didn't know when to get out of it. They're being hurting still because they maybe bought in at 50,000 euro and now it's only worth 30. And they're, really they're still, still waiting for They're still in a loss. Like, yes, yeah, so you could be years waiting. So, you yeah. know, like I said, unfortunately, you mentioned Instagram. A lot of people are talking about cryptocurrencies and, you know, FX trade and all this absolute crap online. You know, they're, they're, it's it's nonsense. Yeah. Stay away from it. And then, so when I was looking at your website yesterday, you yeah. do a lot of free um, yeah. finance advice yeah. and all. And you do, what's the, what is it that you have the, oh, what, what's the name for it? You do free we webinars. Oh, the webinars. Yeah, 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 the yeah, webinars, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it was. So yeah, we have, yeah, there's loads of on the website. So we create all this for free. So we have a free personal budget template where people can learn uh, what, what's coming into their account, out of their account, and find out yeah. where the base of finance is. There's a really good video behind that online as well, uh, showing you how to use it. And that's a basic for everybody to do, no matter how um, much money you have or haven't yeah. got, everyone should start there. And then we also do DMs on social media. We answer about two to 300 DMs a week for free where people will ask us a question. It is Ask Paul after all. Uh, so they'll ask us a question and we get back to them. And that's a free service. And then we have an email address, questions that ask Paul for more complex issues. We try and guide it for free. And then people trust us and they come in and pay for a full financial planning consultation. It's a couple of hundred quid. Uh, and then they might trust enough to give us their assets. So whether it's pensions or investments, they're trusted to set these accounts up and we'll take them into the practice as clients. Um, so we've got nearly 10,000 clients at this stage. So it's gone quite well. Um, I think we built a good trust up with the general public yeah. in relation to personal finance. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of free, and like we've got a YouTube channel, we've got Yeah, all, there's a lot of like goods. You know, but, like there's and, thousands of hours of content over the last six years. And I know I would say it is great advice. It genuinely is. Um, and there's no alternative motive. We do think it's great that people trust us with their business and we do quite well out of it. Uh, and I'm proud of the business, but I'm more proud of doing the stuff we do for free for people that they want to ask a question. So, 
can be a simple thing of have a fixed rate coming off a bank of Ireland. What should I do? We'll give guidance. Uh, I have, you know, received an X amount of inheritance or I just got my redundancy. What should I be doing with the letters? I left my company pension plan. What should I be doing with it? There are things that people reach out to us to ask us uh, and we'll tell them. And if they want to come and let us help them do that as a client, brilliant. And if they don't, we're still giving them good service and we're really proud of that. Yeah. So what, what do you, so for anyone who's looking to start up their pension, how do you, yeah. So, you know, before you set up a pension plan, you need to make sure you have relatively all the other areas of personal finance. So when you look at personal finance as a whole, you need to have a budget in place, like a personal budget template. It's free on this website. Mm. You need to have an emergency fund in place of credit union. Little or no short-term debt. Uh, you want to have a savings account, an investment account, and kind of short-term requirements. Then once all that's nailed and maybe a mortgage already or a plan to get the mortgage and have your deposit for your mortgage even, there's no point in a relatively speaking, like obviously you're quite young. So if you started yeah. a pension plan, the age profile you are, in 40 years, it'd be worth a fortune. I'll give you a couple of figures for the crack now in a second yeah. if you want. Yeah, that's but also, you that you don't. Yeah, yeah, also you should have a situation where you are also, you know, keeping an eye on the mortgage and making sure you can nail that in the next few years. It's very hard to kind of condone or tell clients to put massive amount of money to a pension plan for 65-year-old them if they haven't got a house yet. You know, yeah, you pay off your house first, and then, then no, so. no, not pay off your house. Get a house. Like it's hard yeah. to put money into a more into a into a mortgage or into a pension rather if you haven't got a mortgage yet. So for people in between 25, 30, 35 years of age, or even forty, that haven't got the property ladder yet, if you haven't got a deposit yet, you need to double down and get your deposit for the house. Then look at the pension, yeah. um, because it, it makes such a big like you can't be putting money aside for sixty five year old you if you have no house. It doesn't make sense, really, uh, does yeah, it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's why financial planning is so important. Like, we love pensions and are phenomenal. Like, pensions is the easiest way in Ireland to grow proper wealth. Um, and I will give you an example now in a second. But, you know, it obviously has to happen in a logical format as well. You know, you don't yeah. want to be locking money away for decades. But I'm going to take my other financial calculator on my phone. So what I might do for you for the crack is give you a kind of figure uh, pension-wise. So yeah. let's say, uh, now for people that are watching this that don't have 100 quid a week, uh, I'm not trying to piss anybody off. So I'm just going to take a figure of 100 quid a yeah. week. So how a pension plan works is every time you put money in, the government's going to give you back money for tax relief. So if you're on the higher and rate of self-employed and, and PAY yeah. workers, anybody, yeah. anybody. So everybody gets the same treatment here. So, and this is the good thing about pensions. You don't have to be rich or beyond hundreds of thousands of euros to apply for your pension. Everyone's entitled to put a pension plan together. And once you're paying income tax, you should possibly be at some stage of your life. So most let's say, places actually, sorry to interrupt you, you can do it to your, to your job as well. You can. Yeah, most yeah, people do. Yeah. So we have a pension plan in place for all our staff. Yeah. Uh, we pay it and they pay it, the, and it's called a company pension. Self-employed, you're looking for a PRSA or a personal pension, okay? Yeah. But regardless, it's the same It's it's the same concept. It's a fund or a savings account. You can't touch your 60 in most cases, okay? Yeah, yeah. So what is a company pension, personal pension, PRSA, it's just an account you can't access till 60, typically speaking. Now, let's say you know, somebody is watching the video and they're watching this podcast back. If you have, are lucky enough to have 100 euro a week or a month, I'm going to use per week, but it can be a month if you want. If you put the 100 euro in, you're going to get tax relief back off the revenue commissioners. If you're on the higher rate of income tax, you're paying 40% income tax at the higher rate. That's generally speaking if you're earning over 40 grand a year, Demi, okay? Mm. If you're on the lower rate of income tax, so earning under 40,000 per annum, you're going to be paying 20% relief. So this is really important. That hundred euro, if you have 40% relief, the revenue are going to give you back 40 quid. So it's only costing you 60 quid to go in. So you put a hundred in, they give you back 40. So it's only costing you 60. So if I do a figure here for you, so let's take a 40 year term uh, during your 20s still. So 
let's take a term of 40 years. Um, say, I'm going to do this lawyer for the crack. So, oh, typical, I'm going to use it, it's not working. Uh, here we go. So, 40 year term. And we're going to get an interest rate, say, of 8% over that period of time, 8% on average per annum. Um, we have no money going into the pension plan today yeah. and we're going to put in 400 quid a month, okay? At retirement age, at 66 years of age or 40 odd years, you're going to have about 1.4 million in that fund. That's mad. <laughs> it is mad, yeah. It is mad. Now that's actually on a 9%. What, that's a 9%. Like that's 9% growth with 1% in 40 years. Sorry. That's 9% growth with 1% managed charge. Now, People are going to say, where's he getting 9% growth? Well, one of the funds we invest in has done over 10% per annum for the last 30 years. So, you know, yeah. might do that in the future. It's all subjective and we've got a crystal ball to the future. Uh, if it did less, and this is the power of investing, and this is really important because you did mention uh, investing earlier on. So we do the same calculation, 40 years, um, and then say 8% after charges. Um, we do a 400 euro per month. Your future value be uh, 1.4 million. Uh, and then if it got 6%, it'd be under a million. So the difference between 6% and uh, yeah. 9% growth is phenomenal. So that's you really need to be careful where you invest your pension and how you invest your pension. So, you know, people will probably say, one of the big things I get from people in their 20s and 30s and even my age in their 40s is I want investment property. Um, you know, 100 quid a week gets you 1.4 million in that scenario after 40 years. Yeah. You don't need the hassle of a pension or a property necessarily speaking. I have property. I think it's great asset class to Just have. Just put it into your pension. Well, there's so, there, sometimes we overcomplicate personal finance. It doesn't need to be complicated. And no. the fact that the Irish government has given you 20% or 40% relief and given you tax-free growth in your pension for decades... We, we just undervalue this massively in this country. There's not many countries you can get that. Like, it's a phenomenal thing to be able to do that. So, 100 quid a week, 1.4 million. That just that, that just sounds weird. I'd say you were putting in loans because you know, yeah. you were know, it away <laughs> back when. Yeah. Well, I was always lucky enough that I was involved in company pensions, to be fair. So, when I started an Irish Life many moons ago, I would have had an Irish Life pension plan. And before that, I would have been in the Royal St. Lawrence pension plan when I worked in the Royal St. Lawrence General Insurance. So, I've always yeah. been in companies that had company pension plans. But it's yeah. that they don't teach this in school or they don't. Thank they... you. It is, Demi. You're dead right. These are the things, not. You know how glaciers are formed. That should be like every river. single like, person should yeah. know all of this. Yeah, they should do, and you should. And as well as that, like yeah. I even remember my first experience at tax was I used to work as a lounge boy in the spa well in Temple Log on the south side. Uh, and my first experience of tax was getting emergency tax. Hadn't got a clear what it was, what I was doing. Yeah. Normally, everyone was just like, "What is that?" Just yeah, ring up and yeah, get it Yeah, <laughs> and like it's 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 the biggest. Like I'll try to say this without sound like an absolute knob. Money does make the world go round. And it can provide a certain amount of happiness and a comfort for people. It doesn't make yeah. anything better if it's you're sick or you've lost somebody. You know you can provide for yeah, your family. Exactly. And, yeah. So I'm not trying to say it will help you get over the death of a loved one or it will help you if you're sick or you're dying. We know that. But, you know, money does make your world go around. You need to put food on the table, a roof over your yeah, head, exactly, closing your yeah. back, fuel in your car. Uh, you want to send your kids to school. You want to have holidays. That needs money. But for some reason, society fucking hides behind this and as if money doesn't matter. But it does matter. It matters to every single person. Every single person watching this will probably have a job, leave their kids, leave their loved ones, boyfriends, partners, budgies, dogs, whatever the situation is, go to work, exchange their time for money, and then nobody tells them what to do with it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually weird. They don't know where to but spend yeah, it. Yeah, the, the school education, yeah. I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but you know, the school education system will sit down and 
I love Irish, not slagging the Irish language, but make you learn Irish or make you learn about glaciers or make you learn about the Romans or, you know, uh, Germany a hundred years ago and just stuff that, not saying you don't need to notice, but it's not really going to create value for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so I just That's think... That's I'm like trying to think, did I even get this hot in like business or anything? Yeah. I don't know, did I? I just... No, you probably didn't, you know, but we... We started to ask Paul because this, these are things that people need to know and they genuinely want to do. And you probably, if you did get it told in scale, you probably weren't listening because you didn't care about exactly. it. Exactly. That look, affairs, the other yeah. thing, that is the other thing when you're that age as well. Right and now, you're yeah. like, how do I do Although this? I will say, I notice now the amount of kids, I'm saying, not being patronized, so people 18, 20, early 20s, that message me and say, I'm looking to invest in the S&P 500, which is a kind of stock market. I feel like they're more mature now. Yeah, but the internet, see, I didn't like, yeah. not make myself really odd, now only 41, but you know, in the internet, was just a belt around when I was leaving school, but they have all this free, free information coming at them and they can educate themselves yeah. rather than being told what to do in a classroom. It's always a good way to learn, self, self-learning. But yeah, so I think people 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 maybe, um, basically in school and college, have a lot more knowledge about them and are getting a lot mm. more quality information, which is amazing. The internet's done that for them. Um, but yeah, like there was not one person when I was 18 talking about stocks and shares, not a hope. Nobody yeah. talking about emergency funds, nobody talking about pensions, nobody talking about income, you know, it, but, but it's relatively now online. It's in people's brains and minds much younger than it ever was. And that's the power of the internet, yeah, I suppose. You have self-employed entrepreneurs at the age of 16, yeah, 15. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, like, I think it's cool. I think yeah, that's amazing. It's very good, yeah. But uh, it's back to your main point. Yeah, this needs to be taught in school, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's a shame that it's not uh, because... If you were taught this, it would just make such a difference, I think, if people actually yeah. implement it. Because as soon as they go out into the working world, they know where to put 100%, their money. 100%. Where half the time someone gets their first job, they're just like, right, where am I going the weekend? Yeah, or else they end up borrowing too. And I did this. Yeah. I remember one of the biggest financial mistakes I ever made was, and I don't mind saying this, uh, Patrick, a guy I worked with, he, he's a good friend of mine, but he, uh, I worked on my first job when I was 18, and uh, he told me to get a credit card out. And he's like, I got a credit card because I kind of free money. And I remember getting the credit card and I remember I asked for a few hundred quid of a limit and he gave me like a five grand gold card from MBA back in the day. I went and ran a muck. How old were you? 18. Oh my God, stop it. Ran a muck. Tapping the thing everywhere. It wasn't even tapped back then. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's fucking old school. <laughs> uh, so in fairness, it was a chip and pain. I wasn't back in the old swipe days and signing. Yeah. But I remember running up on that card in bars up and down. I worked in Dawson Street and various different pubs around Dawson Street and clothes and the other stuff. I fucking paying that off for years on this. I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, now people should have enough information not to do it. I already know not to yeah. do it, maybe. But, um, yeah, so I think everyone's made, I've made fast financial decisions, bad financial decisions in the past. Uh, and, you know, you learn from them. But, yeah, we should be taught this stuff in school. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on, Paul. No problem at all. Thanks. We really enjoyed the chat. So if anyone is looking out to reach out, uh, where can they find you? So the website is askpaul.ie or the Instagram is askpaul.ie as well and TikTok and all the usual social media sites. Yeah, you've probably all heard it yet anyways. Probably send my face, <laughs> my mug somewhere at this stage. Demi, yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed. If you're looking to reach out, you can find us at Unlocked Potential Podcast on Instagram or at demisnailsandbeauty.ie. See you next time.